0: for complete terms.
1: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bizzlefluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25
2: KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken show on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
3: Yeah. All right. We're also keeping an eye, of course, on the Nashville shooting story. We'll have Alex Stone, who always gathers a lot of good details and audio uh, on the air in about an hour with uh, an update on the complete story. Uh, if you missed it, though, well, last hour, you can listen to the podcast or I can briefly recap. Uh, If it matters to you, we've untangled this a bit, Uh, because apparently a lot of the media was twisting itself into knots when it comes to identifying the shooter, Audrey Hale, who was Audrey Hale. We've learned a a female at birth and uh, decided in more recent years to uh, transition to being identified as a male. And from what you understand, that didn't please her family. Uh, And that's uh, where the name Aiden came in. But anyway, that's the best we know. And we'll get into all this in about an hour. The Skid Row Housing Trust is a nonprofit that owns a bunch of downtown residential buildings for the homeless. It's been around a while, but we learned only recently because apparently it was like the worst kept secret. It's in huge financial trouble. And what's bothersome about this, and this is an El Segundo Times special, uh, Doug Smith And Benjamin Oreskes, as recently as 2021, Garcetti and other officials made a video touting the opening of a new building and acting like this nonprofit was incredibly successful. Well, it's one of the answers to our problems of housing the homeless right here. Instead, what was really going on, and they weren't telling us, it's in financial ruin. Oh, and the the
2: buildings had seen physical ruin. I mean, the descriptions of these apartments are so disgusting, so overwhelmingly foul, that the homeless didn't even want to live there. <laughs> and, and Garcetti did these public events talking about how wonderful the housing is, how wonderful this organization is. He lied. He knew what it was like. And one of the supervisors, Holly Mitchell, lied. They knew it lied. was a disaster. It was a huge waste of taxpayer money. People should be thrown in prison for what they did. Hence the term worst-kept secret.
3: We didn't know... But a lot of people in city government probably know, and especially those people dealing with homeless spending, knew. 29 buildings this trust operated. Here's as close as the Times writers get to describe what happened. Through the years, the cost of keeping these buildings habitable only grew as a profoundly vulnerable residential population prone to substance use disorder and other impairments caused damage and chaos. Prone- Financial mis... Financial mismanagement and little stable leadership worsen the problems. That's how they put it. Prone to substance abuse disorders? Substance use disorder and other impairments cause damage and chaos.
2: Is that the new phrase for being a junkie? For being a meth addict? Substance use disorder. For being a heroin junkie? They're suds. For being an alpha. S-U-D. S-U-D. Boy, that this is the pro- this is why I'm so crazy about the way the language changes. I know they clean uh, it up, don't No, they? No, no, but but this I've always been a, a, a nag about this because when they start changing the language, they want to confuse and obscure, and pretty soon it's impossible to tell exactly what's going on. They do it with these transgender stories now too. The yeah. media is gonna gonna twist themselves into a knot to try to cover up that perhaps. Some of uh, Audrey, uh, what's her name? Audrey Hale's problems might have been the uh, emotional disturbance that she was suffering because of her transgender state. and And that perhaps that added to whatever emotion she was feeling on the way to becoming a killer. They don't want to examine that tangle of emotions. So what they do is they start talking in euphemisms or not describing things at all. Well, same thing here. They don't want to describe what it what happens if you take a homeless person into your house, and they're a drug addict or an alcoholic or a mental patient, what happens? They destroy their room and your house, which is why nobody does it, okay? It's why Karen Bass doesn't take anyone in. It's why Eric Garcetti doesn't take anyone in. (laughs) It's why you and me and every single person listening never takes a homeless person in because they will destroy the place. You'll be vacuuming up human waste within a week. And people like Garcetti
3: just tried to shovel this under the carpet, as they say. Apparently, for years, operating losses, mismanagement mistakes had gone unaddressed. The organization eventually got cut off from local and state funding. So they had to borrow millions of dollars just to make payroll. And at one point, they considered venturing into cannabis production
2: to bring in revenue. That's right. Create more drug addicts. Okay? (laughs) Create more people stoned out of their minds laying in the park, not working. Good Uh idea. Uh, keeps uh, keeps your rooms filled. Did you know what? They could you know why they couldn't uh, borrow any money anymore in addition to not being able to pay their bills. I bet you the loan officers would go k- take a tour of the buildings and go back to the bank and say, no, "We're not loaning money to that. This is in ruins." No.
3: Well, we told you the story a few months ago. They sometimes had to redo rooms two and three times over apartments
2: whatever they are because the the people just kept what? destroying them. Cuz when you get a mortgage or you do a uh, a refinance, you get a um, You get an appraiser coming over your house because they want somebody to physically see that your house is worth what you say it's worth and you're worthy of the mortgage or the refinance. So that's what was happening here. It's like, no, you're not getting any more money. Even if you're a renter, a good landlord comes every
3: now and then to make sure you haven't destroyed the place. That happens too. Well, it got destroyed. A a 51-minute video was made. Uh, Testimonials included... Congressman Jimmy Gomez, former Mayor Garcetti, and Supervisor Holly Mitchell touting the great work of the nonprofit. And this wasn't that long ago that they made this video. 649 lofts and the Joshua House Health Center are bringing housing, health, and hope to Los Angeles and Angelenos for generations to come, Garcetti said about the most
2: recent development, which opened in 2021. He was a walking, talking human fraud, wasn't he? Virtually oh. everything he was involved in, everything he said, oh, he's did, a bag of BS. Involved fraud. Wow. I, I, but of course he gets an ambassadorship, right? Of course he does. We're at the point
3: now where a lot of the units are empty because they can't maintain them. But because the units are empty, they're getting even less revenue because you're paid to house the homeless people, and if the homeless people ain't in there, you ain't getting paid. So that's why this thing is on the brink of collapse. People have drugs in the building, prostitution. We were told not to worry about it. It would all get fixed because the Times went there and interviewed a few of the remaining tenants who described uh, the plight of yeah. living there.
2: Here's a description of the uh, rooms from the interim CEO, Joanne Cordero. Many of the properties continue to face numerous challenge challenges, including critical life safety fire protection system malfunctions. Elevator outages, unrepaired damage due to excessive and ongoing vandalism. Electrical outages, consistent and unrelenting vandalism and trespassers. Electrical problems, plumbing, sanitation issues, among other adverse building conditions. You want that in English? The plumbing didn't work. There was human waste everywhere. The electrical Mm -hmm. systems were out the unrelenting vandalism that means the tenants had destroyed just about everything
3: the woman that john cited there is interim because the former ceo was fired last year by the name of lee ragas who had a 450 had a 229,969 salary but also apparently expenses of over four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a contract for something
2: called executive coaching. Yeah, it was a, it was a side uh, scam. Scam. Yeah, right. she was making get this six hundred and and eighty thousand dollars. Six hundred and eighty thousand dollars. This woman was getting.
3: Oh, she was getting all that four hundred fifty one thousand. Yeah, the side contract. Uh. Oh, I, I see. I, calling herself an executive coach and taking money for that. She was paid two hundred twenty-nine thousand. Job in addition to being CEO, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's what happens when something's collapsing. People just grab what they can out of it and run, figuring, all right, well, they can fire me eventually, but hopefully they won't arrest me for stealing. And uh, wow.
2: Um, uh, so, anyway, the 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 these 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 buildings they own are really are just. Uh, Probably ought to be demolished. They're in shambles. Yeah. Right. They've been completely destroyed from the inside out. Probably they're massive fire hazards. Uh, everybody inside is insane, insanely whacked out on drugs or mental illness. And they were getting their money from our taxes.
3: All right. We got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app.
4: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. Johnny
2: Kenshin. I'm going to lick you. Oh. What? Who asked?
3: We have Gavin Newsom, who's doing a great job. We have Eric Garcetti, Hilda Solis, Kevin De León, Wendy one. because be. it
0: is a team effort. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader, garnering the nickname America's Governor. And a very, very special thank you to our governor, no other than Gavin Newsom, because it is this partnership with Joe Biden that makes us come to reality. Whoa.
4: You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you were sending soldiers off. To how many lips
3: does
0: it take? I'm going to get to Jimmy Gomez in a second. A good question.
4: Let's find out. Hey, you. What? Yeah,
3: you. It's time for your tongue bath. Don't touch me.
2: Rub-a-dub-dub. Get your tongue off that.
3: Come on. Pull oh. that in. Where's Deborah Marks' tongue sound? Do we still have that?
2: Or Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tongue <laughs> bath. <laughs> that is a sexy sound, boy. <laughs> Not.
3: We are at the. You know, it's interesting just playing that intro. Did you hear Garcetti in there mention Jimmy Gomez? And we uh-huh. just talked about the both of them on the video, touting yeah. that Skid Row Housing nonprofit, which is going bankrupt.
2: Maybe that was only
3: the, a year or two ago. They were touting it. Maybe it's being like the future. I know that. Maybe that's what the clip was from. <laughs> There she is. That's her tongue bath noise.
2: Do you have two different ones? No.
5: That, the second just... one was not mine. <laughs> that's me.
2: Yeah. What's that? What that's it? me. That's you too?
3: <laughs> Wait, I think that's there are two.
5: Th- what?
2: There are
3: two. Oh. There are two. Remember, he grabbed another one oh, last week. Oh,
5: right, 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 right. Wow, I can't, I can't recognize my own sounds.
3: Got a <laughs> snort and a gulp too. Yeah. <laughs> A different Deborah Mark. Uh, the tongue bath desk is uh, trotted out in um, honor of our esteemed mayor, Karen Bassetti. The New Yorker did a long interview article uh, about the new mayor of Los Angeles. The writer is Emily Witt. The subtitle is Oh, boy, here we go. This is where the bathing comes early Karen Bass on combating homelessness, reforming the police department, and building a greener city. <laughs> <laughs> They go through the usual background of telling the readers who she is, where she came from, you know, her time in
2: Congress. So, Yeah, this is meant for a New York audience.
3: It is, who is probably not familiar with her. But they decided, because she's a black female mayor of a major city, we need to do a piece on her. Because you know what? After 100 days, we've deemed her a success
2: already. So let's go and give her a tongue <laughs> bath. That is the uh, That is the strategy. To declare the 100 days over, and wow, look at L.A., huh? on the rebound. It's coming back now. I mean, most of the interview is
3: short questions like, you set a goal of getting 17,000 people housed this year. Do you think you'll
2: make it? Uh, the answer is uh, four words. I certainly hope so. There's no follow-up. Well, that's a penetrating question, isn't it? <laughs> and she goes, I certainly hope so, and, and, uh, and the writer had nothing else to say? No, it's the next question comes up about Inside
3: Safe and... Uh, apparently what uh, Bass is touting here is where they want to get rid of outdoor homeless. She wants to go after the model. They kind of have in New York where most of their homeless are in some type of shelter and not lying on the street. Not all of them, but more than we have. Uh, But, you know, we've always said the weather's better out here.
2: Well, they have a law in New York, which mandates that. Do they do? You have to, you have to uh, have shelter for every homeless person and the homeless person has to take the shelter. All right.
3: But do we they don't... really enforce it? or because I, I see homeless people
2: lying around in New York. When oh, I was of there course like... they don't enforce it. <laughs> Nobody enforces anything anymore. Uh, oh, a couple of parts
3: too worth mentioning. What's your vision for the future of housing in Los Angeles? And uh, the part I wanted to get to for your purposes, John, is that because the question was, is there, is there not enough permanent housing? And she says that eventually it's going to require all Angelinos to have a hand in this, that the private sector must step up. We must all step up mm. to solve our housing problem because mm. the attitude usually is, well, you know, she'll just use these tax funds and buy up properties and convert them like that Skid Row housing trust we just talked about. But what if that's not enough? Well, then John Cobalt probably has to give up his home. Yeah, they're going to. The city needs the private sector
2: for profit, not for profit. It needs regular Angelenos. You have to pay very close attention to what's going on in your neighborhoods because they'll start putting up homeless housing in residential blocks. Well, that's what Garcetti
3: wanted to do. Remember, every council district had to have a big homeless housing project. And then
2: he brought that Bridge House into Venice. And absolutely destroyed the name Oh, and remember he tried Koreatown
3: and they went ape there. They said, you're not bringing that here. They fought it
2: viciously and he gave up. You have to become the biggest NIMBY that the world has ever seen. You have to, all of you have to be NIMBYs. Because this, you're fighting just a brutal force here. They have no idea what to do. Because the only option is to force people to leave L.A. To harass them every day by saying, I'm sorry, you have to move on. You have to move on. You have to move on. There's never going to be enough permanent housing built. There's never going to be enough temporary housing. And the homeless don't want it. There is simply a huge overload of of, of bodies in the streets. And you've got to constantly coerce them to get out of town and go back to where they came from. Go back to their their hometown and their family and work it out there. We can't do it. We're never going to be able to do it. And if they think the alternative is that you're going to start doing uh, multi-story apartment buildings in yeah, nice that's the residential the question I was getting to. Yeah.
3: Yeah. How do you change the minds of residents who don't want multifamily housing built in neighborhoods that are currently single family homes? And uh, the beginning of the answer is just kind of blah, blah, but then she gets to it. I use the example of Sherman Oaks, where they're adamantly opposed to changing the character of their single family homes, but they welcomed housing on the commercial corridors. You cannot say all the unhoused need to be in black and brown communities. You can't do that. These communities are already severely overcrowded. That's why you have to build housing everywhere. So Johnny Cobalt is going to build a homeless high-rise near you.
2: Not residential areas. I don't care what... Yeah, she called
3: it the commercial corridor, so... Uh Is that why people are dying in Sherman Oaks? We're finding bodies like every. I don't
2: know. I don't know. House. I don't know what. Homeless that, people are collapsed. Or- I, I don't know what she's talking about. Be- because you, you know what? You're never going to have affordable housing in Los Angeles. It's it's impossible. The, the, the land is overbuilt, there's nowhere to put anything. Well, that's why she's and, talking about big buildings. So we're we're at capacity,
3: yes, but you can't put it in residential areas. Oh, this is the next big fight. Besides getting you out of your well, sorry, sorry, getting you out of your gas powered car, they want to get you out of your single family home. That's yeah, the next well, thing they're trying to
2: do. You know what? That's that that's worth. Uh, that's the
3: fight that Huntington Beach is in right now with the state. That's worth a the civil being war. Forced to build yeah, more high rise. You know what? Low income housing.
2: Then they want a civil war. They're going to have a civil war. They're not going to convince people to give up their single-family homes, and there's no reason anybody should. There's absolutely no—we are not responsible for every vagrant's problems that wandered here from Alabama or Tennessee or Texas or wherever the hell they're from. We're not—we don't have to give up our neighborhood because strangers wander in with addictions and mental illness. Imagine—you got to think of it. You have to call it what it is. You have to talk about this in blunt terms. That's why I'm against all this this woke language, all right? You have drug addicts and mental patients getting on buses, bringing all the baggage of their failed lives uh, into your town, and then you've got some woke joke as mayor saying, well, you know, your single-family home has got to be modifications here. No, there's not going to be modifications. Not to my home and not to the neighborhood. Sorry, we're, this is the way we want to live, and we're going to protect ourselves. I think he's a little worked up, Deborah. Mark, do you
3: think John needs a tongue bath?
5: Uh. Mm. Yeah, go ahead.
3: <laughs> All right, more coming
2: up. Johnny, Ken, can't fly in 640. Just live everywhere I just wanted to make sure
5: are. that it wasn't taken out of context. <laughs> I have to be careful what I say now.
0: I
2: want it from Ken.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, <that> I- <laughs> Deborah Mark has the news. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print?
6: Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParodyFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.
1: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty.
4: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. An update
3: on the mass shooting in Nashville, Tennessee at the Christian School coming from Alex Stone after 3 o'clock. And, of course, the debate is on concerning both sides, right wing, left wing, and the transgender status of the shooter. All that coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. Well, we haven't talked about the border in a while, John Cobell, have we? The U.S. is supposed to be making a deal with Mexico to try to stop this much fentanyl from coming into the country. <clears throat> Mexico is saying we will crack down on labs and the smuggling of components while the U.S. does what? We are supposed to stop the flow of guns into Mexico. That's always been their complaint that uh, they think they have pretty good gun laws. But we send all the guns. Oh, to that—that's the thing that we export. To yeah, Mexico. what? To the, we're selling them to the cartels. The cartel. Well, yeah. That's How does that work
2: exactly? I'm I, I'm I'm really skeptical of this entire story.
3: Oh, it's not our government. It's it's people. Oh, yes. So what happens? Remember the Fast and Furious program where they were trying to figure out right, that was, who was smuggling the guns into Mexico.
2: Yeah, and it was the government that ended up selling. Yes, the guns they tried to do. To what,
3: they tried to to, to track right. The guns where they end up, and yeah, one of them ended up killing a Border Patrol so, agent. But, that but I mean, that, that's,
2: that's been going on for many years. They they really don't know? Uh, it's not that they don't know. They don't do anything. Yeah. Right? I, I, mean, I They'll
3: I, tell you our resources are only so much. How can we stop? Oh, I wonder
2: but if you have two presidents Just here. like
3: we say, you're not doing enough to stop the fentanyl from coming into the U.S., the Mexicans say, well, you're not doing enough to stop the guns from coming into our country. That's kind of the fight that we have, so. Right. so Now both it, sides it, are promising, and it's probably an empty promise. Well, I'm saying we'll... I think this is just a convenient public relations deal. Mexico because... says it's going to shut down labs that make the synthetic yeah. opioid uh-uh. and go after big fentanyl people in the trade. Right. Right.
2: And then when the drug cartels start assassinating uh, politicians and bureaucrats, officials. then what? I, I, I see this 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 is really cheap headlines. You know, Biden wants to run for re-election. Uh, I don't know where the Mexican president is. And you're right, and fentanyl is but, definitely an issue. But, but but the drug cartel owns the Mexican government, and and Biden can't force the Mexican president. What's he want the guy to commit suicide by stopping the fentanyl flow? You know how many billions of dollars the cartels are making. You think they're just going to willingly give up that money because the Mexican president or feeble old Joe says so? They're not going to do that. They're more powerful than the Mexican military They're more powerful than the government.
3: The drug trade, you're right, is so embedded in Mexico and its economy. It is the I don't see
2: ever unwinding. It that. is the single big, biggest, wealthiest, uh, 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 m- most powerful in terms of arming themselves. Single biggest, most powerful entity in Mexico. Way more powerful than the government or the Mexican police forces or the military. There's nobody can take them down, and they and they bribe everybody in sight. So now, I, don't know, as, I don't know what they're talking about. As far as the
3: people coming into the country, a couple of stories in the last 24 hours. Uh, because Joe has such an open border policy, wanting to reverse everything that Trump did to try to tamp down on migrants coming into the United States, uh, Mexico is seeing a lot of people, and still is, coming from Central America. And Mexico has sort of said they do and they don't. We'll detain some of these folks and um, we'll get them ready to deport them from our country back to their home countries. So that didn't sit well with a group of men who are being held at a detention center in northern Mexico. Sixty eight men from Central and South America were being held at this facility. Some of them decided to protest their possible deportation back to their home countries. So they set mattresses on fire and now 40 people at least are dead. Apparently, the flames overwhelmed everybody in the detention center. Well, that was uh, a bad idea, huh? If there's 68 guys there and 40 died, that's... uh, Uh, that's Cross that
2: off on the list of protest ideas.
3: They were from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Venezuela, Colombia, and Ecuador. And Guatemalans were the largest contingent of the detainees being held there. And uh, the protest didn't work too well with that many guys dead. When when, when you
2: organize a protest, uh, don't organize a protest that's going to result in you burning to death. That's a bad protest.
3: Uh, 29 people are injured, and in, this is a new term, delicate hyphen serious condition. Delicate hyphen serious condition. So just about everybody got, uh, how many prisoners were there? 68. So if 40 are dead and 29 are, that's 69. So I don't know if the numbers are correct, but uh, that's that's what the AP story says.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sounds like uh, you shouldn't do that.
3: The Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas... Is testifying before Congress. And um, apparently when he was asked by one member of the committee about uh, how the cartels use illegal immigrants to distract border agents, he honestly answered, and either this is a lie or he's pretty dense, he was not aware that they do that. I wasn't aware that that's a strategy. Hmm. Yes, the cartels sometimes flood the border with people to overwhelm the agents, and that way... It's easier to get the fentanyl in. Uh, We've all known about that for some time now, but
2: apparently that was news to Mayorkas. Well, well, uh, last week, John Modlin is the chief agent for the Border Patrol in the Tucson sector, and he explained how it works. It's called task saturation. It's a term we use to describe a tactic where smuggling organizations split large groups of migrants into many smaller groups. These small groups are then directed to illegally cross all at once and at different locations, effectively saturating the area with migrants and exhausting our response capability. And then they bring the drugs in. Now, while every single Border Patrol officer is overwhelmed by the flood of hundreds or thousands of migrants. We have
3: some of this audio. This is U.S. Senator John Cornyn. Questioning Mayorkas. When
4: somebody from the People's Republic of China shows up in El Paso, Texas, and then claims asylum and is released into the interior of the United States, do you know where they are and what they are up to? We very well can know where they are based upon... You can? Al- do you? <laughs> uh, it depends on the individual and the fact so that... them, if it depends on the individual, some of them, you don't know where they are or what they are up to. Is that right? Senator, the issue of individuals absconding from law enforcement is an, a challenge that. Uh, and you were enforcement... failing in that challenge, Mr. If Secretary. I may, if I may. You finish. and the Biden administration policies are contributing to what is happening on the border. And according to Ms. McConville, she credited the Biden broken border policies with contributing to the death of her son. And you won't even have the common decency to apologize. Sen- Senator, uh, as I mentioned before, and I must say this, that my heart is with the victims of every um, death from an overdose, number one. Number two, we are bringing unprecedented force to the fight against <laughs> the drug traffickers. Yeah, right. This guy's such a puppet. The scourge of fentanyl is not new. It is not something that was oh, born right. in 2021. And I can provide you but it's exploded. with the tens of thousands of deaths that preceded this administration. So stop oh. it. This is a challenge. Blame past it. We all have to come together to fight. You stop it now. You simply lost all credibility, yeah. Mr. Secretary. Out.
3: All right. That's uh, U.S. Senator John Cornyn He's, uh, uh, questioning real- the hack. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Cornyn is right.
2: Why even talk to this guy? He's got no credibility. Out yeah, there go out. I mean, what, what is they the, were talking about impeaching him. Are they still gonna do that? Oh I'm, well, it will never fly beyond the uh yeah, the house, right? Beyond the house But I, I don't I don't understand the point of even summoning him to the committee. What what what? He he talks in circles. He does make a
3: show of it to their constituents that they're yeah. bringing up this, this the issues that the people yeah, care about. I know, but they're part of the problem because everything is a show. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
4: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
3: All right, we'll bring you up to date right after 3 o'clock. Alex Stone, ABC News, will join us on the Nashville school shooting. What we know today concerning the manifesto, the family, the guns, all of that coming up after the news at... Three o'clock. But what we do know, the shooter, Audrey Hale, was having some emotional problems and was suicidal. In fact, had texted her friend just before the shooting that you're probably going to hear about me on the news. And this might be the last time you hear about me, knowing full well she probably would be killed. So we'll get into all this coming up after the news at three o'clock, along with a lot of other good stuff to bring you. But of course, if you can't hear the next hour... Pick it up on the podcast. It'll be posted up there right after 4 o'clock at KFIAM640.com, or you can use the iHeartRadio app. It is John and Ken on demand. Well, we have a survey out which says that uh, your employer would love to replace you with artificial intelligence. 69% of employers in a survey said it would be financially beneficial to replace employees with AI technology. Most of those financial benefits are, of course, lower payroll costs. So as we have politicians in the state of California, in the city of L.A., and the county of L.A., fighting for the lower income employees, know that the day is coming. Particularly, John and I talked about this the other day, fast food industry, where they are going to turn around and use robots and A.I. to replace a lot of the workers in these stores. Because if you continue to raise the cost of doing business... They only have two choices, raise prices or figure out a way to cut other costs. And that could be you and your high pay. And uh, they don't like to raise prices, particularly in the fast food industry. That's what gets them a lot of business. Everyone knows two things when they go to these places. It's fast and it's generally cheap, unless you're going to Shake Shack. Well, but it, if, you, if you go to McDonald's or, or in and out it's, it's a nice cheap meal that people enjoy.
2: Uh, so they, that's they, the problem here. They have a list of the top 10 U.S. jobs at high risk of being replaced by AI. Uh, number one is cashier. More than 3.3 3 million cashiers out of work. Customer service reps, good. They're terrible. 2.7 million. <laughs> they ought to go. Uh, uh, almost, so what would
3: you have instead? Like, a not a chat bot. Do you ever do we got a website and you want to chat?
5: I was going to say that. I they're, have and done that. that. Uh
3: yeah, I mean, you, you, it's it's just programmed to answer generic questions. But sometimes I don't go to customer service unless I have a very damn specific issue that I must get resolved. Well, the human- and instead,
2: it's answering all the dumb generic things. But the humans act like the chatbots or like this AI <laughs> because they're just reading from their manuals to what to do, and there's no way to get them off their manual. It's impossible. Yeah, i, well, I, I never have a customer service rep uh, please me. Never. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we both did the same thing. <laughs> okay. Guess I'm calling the wrong number. Uh, <laughs> what happened? The show uh, took an off-ramp. A bookkeeper? Because it, it's all in your dirty mind. That's why. Uh, it's just the way you said it. Well She laughed, too.
5: Exactly. It was totally the way you said
2: it. <laughs> so bookkeepers, you're all out of business, a million of them bookkeepers I, oh well, i wasn't a bookkeeper but i understand it support it's the lower end accounting job billing clerks you're gone hr assistants oh great good get that get that oh, yeah. hr assistants. yeah get rid of that <laughs> entire department paralegal oh yeah i was talking to a guy um mm-hmm. this is going to affect lawyers a lot because you, oh because they can get ai well, to
3: write up cases and research well, and
2: you can put in every case that ever existed into to a database a, into right? a database And then the A.I. will quickly sweep the entire base and tell you what the outcome is going to be. And that you could actually present both sides of the argument, tell you what the likely outcome is going to be that, you know, 82 percent of the time a case with this type of evidence wins X amount of money. Just submit it to the judge and the judge is going to look at it and said, well, if we're going to end up here anyway, then I'll just declare this over now. And uh, because they've already done uh, the research. Right. There's really no reason to appeal it because the appeals court, their paralegals are going to come to the same conclusion you know, because so much of this is based on precedent. And so much of this is based on, you know, the history of what these cases normally bring. And there's only so many varieties of legal cases in the world. You know, they all fall into the general stereotypical categories. And, and so you just need a super uh, A.I. program to tell you what uh, what the settlement ought to be. They talked to 3,000
3: managers, and 34% are already preparing to adopt AI tools. 22% are
2: self testing AI tools that they could find useful. There's a lot of um, um, media websites that use AI, and you can kind of tell. Like it, it's, it's not in its perfected form yet. No. But it, it gives you a simulation of a news story, and it's kind of there, but you, you, you can pick up the, the nuances. The strange so what, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. The it's, language. It, it, yeah, uh, a lot. A lot of sports sites use it. A lot of junk news sites use it. If you type in a celebrity's name, and I think they, this, the these these sites pay to get uh, uh, top of the list recognition from Google when you do a Google search. And right. You'll have all these junk celebrity sites, and if you read the stories, you could tell they're just mass produced by some kind of artificial intelligence.
3: Have you ever? Have you been in one of these Amazon Fresh stores yet? Uh, I got one near me. I haven't gone in. I I, I am an Amazon customer. You you just scan a code when you go in. There's really nobody working there, and uh, when you take stuff off the shelves, image recognition and sensors will pick up the price, and I guess they just charge your your, your Amazon account.
2: Right, and you walk out of the store.
3: Yeah, uh, you can use Amazon One, or you can insert a credit or a debit card to open the just walk out gates, and so mm-hmm. that's how you don't get out the door without. Yeah, no, I, I, that that'd be great because So there's no cashiers. There's probably maybe somebody has to stock the shelves, I guess.
2: Because the, the the great point of tension when I go to a grocery store is the checkout line because it's slow and, and because well now they have the self
3: checkout ones but you can't put alcohol there is that what you're buying no, I'm kidding yes but, uh, no that's been a problem. Yeah, you can't take alcohol self-check right. <laughs> I'd buy that's some produce.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's like, no. Machine, uh, uh,
3: the machine won't it's take It's a pain it. in the neck when you... Well, you don't buy produce, but if you do, you have to weigh it and then scan it and... To you
2: buy. have to
5: find exactly what it is, what this it type is, of right. orange or this type of apple.
2: But John doesn't have that problem. <laughs> well, I have to buy uh, lettuce for the lizard, so I do buy some produce. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Feeds his lizards. I've got to buy, and I have to buy uh, carrots for the crickets, which and the crickets I feed to the lizard.
3: They, you're going
2: to keep all these creatures, even though your your sons don't live at home anymore, do they? Uh, well, uh, most for the most part they're not at home. Yes, but no, yes. we we keep them and I I tend to them. I know. I mean, they could take their critters. Fact, we them, we because... got it. We got a new bearded dragon uh, just a couple of months ago. Oh wow! Yeah,
3: uh, bring it into the station and unleash uh, it on Deborah Mark. No.
2: <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> They like to eat vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this. this. Uh, well. I had
5: one. I told you we had to euthanize it. Very long story.
2: Oh. Yeah. I don't know. They were
5: hard. About. Well, they were just really quick cl- cliff notes. It was hard to take care of, and I couldn't get the tank, I guess, warm enough about the light, the whole thing, and it was oh. dying. I brought it to the vet.
2: Oh, and euthanized. you euthanized a bearded yes. dragon? It was a little baby. It's hard to get warm yeah.
5: enough. Yeah, the lighting, whatever, It didn't work, John. Okay, I'm not. A, I wasn't a good caretaker. You just screw in a, a special UV bulb. Couldn't you
3: rehome it? Why'd you have to kill it?
5: Because it was dying.
3: You should have given it to me. Well, somebody could know have saved then. it.
2: I didn't oh my know God! You, did. you killed a baby uh, bearded didn't kill dragon. I did. Oh wow. John's hurt. I'm so Jesus. Sorry. Well, we were.
3: We
5: I were. put it out of its misery. Trust me, my son was 12 at the time, was devastated.
2: God, it's where animals yeah. go to die. Just, <laughs> <laughs> All right, got going
3: to talk about the Nashville shooting next. John and Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
2: It's a light bulb. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom.
3: Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.